Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. How are you doing? How have you been? <laughs> it's been a while since I've been on here and I thank God so so much for this opportunity to be just back here to speak to you about the word of God, to speak about God, to share with you what God has been placing in my heart. Wow, it has been such a long time. And I thank God. I thank God for this opportunity. I'm actually really excited. And I don't take it for granted to be able to share the word of God with you. I take it as a privilege. I take it as an honor. You know the word of God is so divine. You know the things of God are so divine that for him to reveal some of these things to our hearts, man, it's I take it as a huge 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 privilege and I thank God so so much that he has chosen me and appointed me at this time to just come to you and speak to you about what he has placed in my heart. Wow, it has been such a long time. <laughs> it has been such a long time, but I thank God that we are back. Yes, it is me, your host Lydia Ndiga coming in with the word of God for you. <laughs> yes, I'm clearly excited and I thank God for you who's listening, I thank God that he has kept you uh, despite the circumstances that have been going around and around the world and around our nation. And I thank God that you're here listening and I pray that we shall be blessed together. And that even as I speak my heart out, as I speak what God has placed in my heart, that I shall also uh, be, my life will be turned around for the best. Uh, before I, you know, uh, talk about what I want us to talk about today, I'd like us to bow our heads in prayer. Yeah, let's pray. Lord, we give you thanks and we give you glory. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for the opportunity to share your word together, to listen to your word. Ah, thank you for this opportunity. I give you so much glory. I give you all glory and honor, Lord. Be magnified, be honored, O God. And even as we uh, go through the word that you have placed in my heart, I pray that it shall be revealed in multiple ways oh god that you shall speak to us in multiple ways jehovah god that we shall learn from you and i pray that your holy spirit will hold us captive to hearing what you want us to hear who will teach us and help us understand what you want us to understand we love you and we glorify your holy name because you are god you are good oh my goodness you're such a good good father you're so, so good, Lord. Blessed be the name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your holy name. And we give you all glory and honor. Be with us from now. Be with us to the end of this podcast. Be with us even after, Lord, that your word shall remain active in our hearts, O God, that it shall make a big difference in our lives and to those around us. And we give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The one thing I have come to learn in this uh, few times when you are away is that when you hear the word of God, don't keep it to yourself, you know, don't hide it in your, yes, the Bible says your word I have hidden in my heart so that I don't sin, so that I might not sin against you. Yes, yes, true. But that doesn't mean that now you don't share the word of God. Sharing the word of God does not take away the word of God from you. It actually makes you grow. And even when you're talking to people out here, you're able to see God in a different light. You're able to see his word in a different way. You get so many other lessons that you never knew were actually there. So I encourage you share the word of God with everyone you meet and today we have a similar topic um, about that and I just felt the Lord uh, you know, I was just asking God, okay, after so, so long, um, sometimes you feel as if you have forgotten to do these things. You just ask him, so what do you want me to tell people as a first thing after, you know, <laughs> six months, is it? I think it's been six months. I took a break in December. Now we're in June. Yeah, so you just uh, kind of sort of doubt yourself here, there, but you're just thankful that God always gives you the courage to do what he has called you to do. So I'm praying that um, even as we talk about this, that the Lord will speak to you in numerous ways. And yes, so when I got the word, God was just telling me to uh, remind us to 
be ready for his call be ready for his call that whatever god has called you to do just be ready for it you know i remember in one of the blogs i had written uh, called disobedience incognito is just that sometimes when god calls us we have so many things we have to tell him i don't have this i don't have the other i don't have this i am stammering i don't have this i don't have this equipment i don't have these resources i don't speak as well as so and so does but when god asks you to do something he has already provided for you the resources that he needs you to do and sometimes you might not realize it that but giving god excuses about why you cannot do what he has sent you to do is actually disobedience in itself it's just that we cover it around and now that's why i call it the disobedience in cognito sometimes you do not realize that you're actually living in disobedience until you ask god to show you your heart and he actually shows you the places where you're disobeying so when god calls you kindly take up that call and 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 just ask him to show you where you need to go ask him what you need to make this or to make his word be heard to everyone around you and to the people that he's calling you to so today we are going by the time we're finishing this podcast I, i i want to believe that all of us who have been called and are listening will have made a decision to tell god here i am send me and i will go and that is our verse today isaiah 6 uh, so i want us to read from uh 5 from verse 5 to uh 8 uh this is isaiah's isaiah's isaiah Yeah, Isaiah's commission. So Isaiah chapter 6 verse 5 to 8 says, What to me I cried, I'm ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. How many times has the Lord appeared to you in dreams, through other people, through whatever means, whatever it is that you're doing in that day? How many times has he appeared to you and he said and he asked, Whom shall we send? I like that uh, verse 5 talks about Isaiah saying that he's a man of unclean lips. and he lives among a people of unclean lips and i know there's so so many things that we want to tell god why he cannot send us you know there's so many things that we can tell god i don't have this i don't have the other i can't do this i can't do the other isaiah said i live among people with unclean lips i am a man of unclean lips yes it was um in in refer- in, in in reference to having seen god to having uh 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 seen god seen the king the lord almighty sometimes we feel inadequate especially when god appears to us and we feel like we are not worthy of the calling that he has called us for but i want to assure you even though the lord comes to you when you're right in the middle of doing what is not right and he has called you for a certain purpose he knows why he has called you and now one of the seraphs uh, seraphs who is seraphs <laughs> seraphs flew to him with a live coal in his hand and he touched his mouth and said see this has touched your lips your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for trust me you can never have No, don't trust me believe me trust god <laughs> believe me you can never have an encounter with god and you left the scene 
praise the name of Jesus. You cannot have an encounter with God. You cannot have an encounter with his word and remain the same. Sometimes it may feel as if you've remained the same, but God knows the work that he's doing in you. It doesn't matter how badly off you are. It doesn't matter how badly off you feel you are, how much guilt you feel in your heart. But ask the Lord to take away that guilt. Do not allow that guilt to be a reason why you will not do the work that God has sent you to do. Do not allow the reason of lack of resources. Do not allow the reason for you cannot speak as well like Moses' uh, excuse was. Do not allow any form of excuse to come in your way. Just know when God comes to you to send you forth, he has a reason for doing it. He has cleansed you before. He will cleanse you if he asks you to if, if you ask him to cleanse him, if you allow him to cleanse you, sorry, if you allow him to cleanse you, he will cleanse you. But if you give him excuses and you do not want to be turned around for the better or for the good of his ministry, then you will be left the same person and I want to encourage you. Please do not let your life be left the same. Do not allow God to come to you and you're left the same person that you are. Yes, we said that there's no one time that you will have an encounter with God and you left the same, but you have to allow yourself to have that experience. You have to allow to have that experience in your heart because God does not force his uh, uh, things on you. He does not force his word on you. He doesn't force his calling on you. Yeah. So just allow God to make a change in your life and I can promise you your life will never be the same you will be not the same person that you have always been allow the lord do not let that um, uh, experience with god not let that meet with god leave you the same person deep down inside you you will know that there's something happening inside you there's something that god has stirred in you but do not let that experience leave you the same person because of your disobedience because of what you don't feel about god because of what you feel about yourself you know, God is able to change you. God is able to make you someone who's worthy of his calling. God is able to change your heart to be what he wants it to be. But you need to allow him. There is no one time God will come to you and your life will remain the same. The only time your life will remain the same is if you do not will it to be what it, it, it to be what God wants it to be. You know, and even after he leaves and you don't want anything to be stirred up in you, there's something that you will always see. Something is different. You'll always feel an, a, a hunger. You'll always feel a thirst. Something happens. And when the Lord comes to you, he knows why he has come to you. He has seen something in you that he wants to use in you. So when the Lord comes and says, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Be ready to say, here am I. Send me. Don't start considering now what will people say about me? What will people look into me? People will say my life was so bad before. People will say how uh, I hanged out with them and I drank with them and I went out with them and we did nasty stuff. If the Lord comes to you, believe me, he will prepare you for his work. I want to believe, rather I want to look at the life of Paul. The kind of life he left, he lived <laughs> before he had an encounter with God on his way to Damascus to do another mataya yeah you can imagine what people said i don't know i just want to imagine what was being said after he he was turned around to be who god wanted him to be you know people would probably probably in his head he was thinking now what will the people i was working with think about me what will people say will people listen to me will people believe 
believe what I have to say. But believe me, when God turns you from whatever situation, it doesn't matter where you have been. It doesn't matter what you have done. The blood of Jesus is able to clean you well enough to be sufficient for his word. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. So what's your excuse? You know, what is the excuse that you have uh, had? You know, is it, is it, is it when you say, um, I don't know who's going to listen to me. Look at my Facebook, look at my Instagram. I don't have an audience. Like there are those people who have a million followers, but you know me, I only have two or three. When God calls you, it is for someone. It might be for one person. It might be for two people. It might be for 5,000 people. It might be for a million people. But when God calls you, it's for someone. It could be for you as well. But this, but, but, but once you get a change in your life, the people around you, if you minister to them, will also have, will experience the same change. So whatever the audience God intends for you to have, he will bring it to you. Whether it's one, whether it's two, whether it's three, you never know. That one person you're preaching to tomorrow will meet their death. And if they had met salvation or if they had accepted salvation at the time when you preach to them, you can imagine what impact you will have on their souls. You can imagine what you'll have done for them. All right. So God has already prepared the audience of whatever number. Be well responsible for that audience, whether it's one person or two people or 5,000 people or people, did I say people? <laughs> or a million People, whatever number God has sent you to, go. Don't look at how few they are. Don't fear at how many they are. But whatever God has sent you to go, it can be um, an audience of whatever number. You know, and that's why I usually say every time you're at work, wherever God has sent you to go, whether you're in a cab, in a matatu, at your place of work, walking in town, it's an opportunity to preach to someone. It's an opportunity to tell someone about the love of God. It's an opportunity to tell someone about the salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's an opportunity to tell someone about the Holy Spirit of the living God and how amazing he is in guiding us in everything we do. It's an opportunity to advise someone to make a decision based on what God is asking them to do it's an opportunity to tell them to pray it's an opportunity to pray with someone it's an opportunity to pray for someone everywhere you are you have an opportunity to talk to people you have your social media you can say something on social media and remind people how much god loves them you can remind them the the that you can tell them the story of salvation. You can tell them that there's a forgiveness of sins. You can tell them that there's wrath, that if you continue sinning and you continue living in the places that God doesn't want you to, there will be a punishment. But also so, if a punishment comes to you, the Lord will take you through it and he will teach you what he wants you to know so that you can become a better person in him. Right, which brings me to say that the message will not always be about prosperity and good things, it could be about doom or pending punishment. But most of the time, whenever we hear such messages in our hearts, even me, <laughs> sometimes I hear such messages and I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> not today, dear Lord. I don't think I'm ready for that. But don't let the type of message that is inside you or the type of message that God has sent you to tell be a place for you not to tell it, whether it's a message of prosperity whether it's a message of doom whatever it is just allow yourself to be used of god in every single way when i was just going through this uh <laughs> this podcast i remembered the story rather when i was just preparing for the podcast i remember the story of jonah 
<laughs> he was sent to ask people to repent, you know, and he was running away. Jonah ran away. Like he was just running away in every direction. Like he said, I cannot do this. Yes, ministry is not easy. <laughs> it's not for the faint hearted. That one, I won't lie to you. But even though you're feeling faint, faint hearted at this time, believe me, there's God who's going to strengthen you. There's God who's going to give you the confidence, courage, strength, and bold power to preach the word of God and to talk about his word in every way without fear, without feeling intimidated. When the Holy Spirit of God comes upon you, what? There's nothing you can't do. It doesn't matter how uh, your body and your soul feels at that time. It doesn't matter how uh, small you feel. It doesn't matter how inadequate you feel to deliver the word of God at that time. God is going to strengthen you. God is going to give you every little thing that you need to speak his word. That's why I usually say God will never send you forth without resources. And if the resource you need right now is lack of fear, if the resource you need right now is courage, if the resource you need right now, it doesn't have to be a tangible resource. It can be that your heart is feeling inadequate. God is going to prepare you, but you have to be willing. I usually say ministry is not for the ones who are ready all the time. It's for those who are willing. I am never ready. In fact, when we were starting this podcast, I was telling God, okay, now what do we say? How do we say it? I haven't done this in such a long time you know but I just told God I am willing I'm giving you I'm giving myself to you as a willing vessel make me ready you can never make yourself ready one because then again you don't know what God is going to ask you to say in the middle of the preaching or in the middle of the ministry you can only be willing for God to use you as his vessel I was talking to a, uh, to a, a few friends of mine the other day and I was just telling them there's a prayer I made that I, I really didn't know what I was talking about and I, I hadn't seen its effect until I was reading the blogs and I remember I was asking God to make me his hands and his feet and his mind and everything like just use me to be just that vessel put in me everything that you need and then help me put it out not because I am moving my hand because I want to move it or I'm moving my feet because I want to move them but because you have sent me in that direction like just manipulate my hands manipulate my mind manipulate everything in me manipulate my will as much as you need to okay don't manipulate really but just take over my will take over my hands take over this vessel and sometimes when i was reading the blog i sometimes couldn't tell goodness like who was writing this blogs you know so just allow god to use you and when he does that he's going to use you in such an amazing 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 way we were listening to a someone with my husband by benny Hinn. And he was giving an illustration of how of a hand. You see, the hand is very, um, uh, it's, it's, it can move. You know, if you move your hand, it can move your fingers. Yeah, the, your palm where there's the fingers, it can move and it can move very freely. You can go pick something. You can do that. You can do that with your hands. And then he gave a comparison with a glove. You see, a glove is just there. It's just, it can't move around. But for the glove to move around, it has to, uh, you have to put your hand inside the glove for it to now be functional. And he was saying, he was giving an example and saying that the hand is Jesus Christ, the hand is the Holy Spirit, and the glove is you. You cannot move towards the word of God. You cannot move um you cannot move in ministry unless you're being used of God. Unless God places himself in you, you the glove, there's no way you're going to be functional. So it is only God, it's only Jesus, it's only the Holy Spirit who's going to make you functional wherever it is that you are. Right? So we were talking about Jonah, yeah, and he was sent to ask people to repent, you know, and um 
and uh, yeah when I was remembering that story I was just laughing so hard because <laughs> he ran away in so many different directions <laughs> and I pray that when God calls you my brother my sister do not run in different directions because in the directions you're running you might let other people's boats sink as you hide you know and they will have to throw you out of that boat just go when god calls you you know that those people who have uh, i believe the people who have the when god calls you he has called you you can run away and then there are those when god just calls you he's just going to let you you know uh, decide and he won't really uh, take off take on your will and everything else but there are some prayers that we make as ministers that we never really think about <laughs> You know, for some of us, when we try to run away, you just, God reminds you the prayers that you've made. Or maybe there are some that you actually don't remember that you prayed. Like, no, when I ask God to make me his hands and his feet and to just use me the way I want, the way he wants. And sometimes when I look at it, I'm like, Lord, I don't want to do this. I don't want to type this. I don't want to say this. But you end up saying it because God is using you. And I pray that we can allow ourselves to be used in that way. So that even when we try to run, God knows that he has to use you to save someone else's soul that you don't run away because he knows when you run away someone will be in trouble on the last day so don't let someone be in trouble on the last day because you couldn't obey and because you're afraid of something <laughs> allow god to use you yeah the most interesting thing about jonah is that after all that drama jonah 4 <laughs> allow me to read the whole of that uh, not the whole of it really but just bits and parts of it but uh, Jonah 4 verse 1 says but Jonah was greatly displeased Aish, greatly displeased and became angry he prayed to the Lord oh Lord is this not what I said when I was still at home that is why I was so quick to flee to Tashish <laughs> I knew that you're a gracious and compassionate God slow to anger and abounding in love God is so compassionate a god who relents from sending calamity now oh lord take away my life for it is better for me to die than to live hey jonah was dramatic <laughs> jonah was dramatic and this just reminded me we need to stop being choosy with the message that we are being sent to give and the outcome that comes with that message is not of ourselves but it is god so don't be entitled to what god decides to do when you're sent if he sends you with a message of doom and he says, if you, if my people don't do this and this, I'm going to do this and this and this, and then they repent, don't be like Jonah and be angered. Yeah? Don't be greatly displeased and angry. <laughs> Jonah was just dramatic. Yeah. So whatever God intends to do with the message that he has sent to you, you know, if it's for people to turn back to him or if it's a message of doom and it's actually going to happen, whatever he does with it, it is his decision. Just go and do what God has asked you to do. Whatever the result that comes with that, it's up to him to determine it. Don't start wondering now what will happen after I've said this. What will people think about me? What will people repent? Will there be any likes? Will there be any more followers? What is going to happen? Whatever the message brings, allow God to be the decision. You know, let him decide what is going to happen with that message. And then uh, let's see. Uh, I, um, that was verse uh, in verse 6. Then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. Yeah, verse 7. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the vine so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, It would be better for me to die than to live a second time. Verse 9, but God said to Jonah, do you have right, do you have a right to be angry about the vine? 
I do, he said, I am angry enough to die. But the Lord said, you have, con you have been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. How entitled do we get to the things of God? Huh? God blesses you. And then the next day when you're not doing so well, especially when you're doing his work, you want to complain. But God asked Jonah, you have you have been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. Verse 11 says, But Nineveh was more than a hundred and twenty thousand people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? God is a God of compassion. Do not be entitled to what he decides. You know, for you as a minister, if he has provided for you what he has provided for you, why not for the people that he has sent you to? Let God do whatever he wants to do with the message. Let God uh, determine the outcome of his message in every single way. And I pray that even for us, we can allow God to use us in such ways that we are not uh, determining the outcome we're not determining how we're going to do it we're not determining how we're going to go you know but we are always asking god what do i do jonah was taken to Nineveh through a whale <laughs> so ask god how he wants to take you where you need to go if it's through the social media well and good if it's through a podcast if it's through a blog if it's through preaching to someone in your office if someone else is doing it in a different way it doesn't mean that you have to do it in the same way that they're doing it god has given you a different call and he'll take you there in a different way so don't look at everyone else and think that's the same way god is going to take uh, to use you god is going to use you in a totally different way that you will miss out to see if you're constantly looking at the other minister. We're not here for competition for sure. And we're not here to be like everyone else. We are here to do the unique work that God has sent us. You know, the hand cannot walk. The feet, uh, you know, cannot do things that the hand can do. The eyes do not smell. The nose is what smells. So we are the body of Christ and we are situated differently in different places, in different places in our lives, on different parts of Jesus Christ. Hmm? We are placed differently. So wherever it is that God has sent you, whatever function God has asked you to perform, go and do it without looking at, oh, so now Lydia is doing a podcast. I think I should start a podcast. Oh, now Lydia is doing the blog. We should do the blog. Oh, now Lydia is singing. I think we should try our hand in singing. No, sit down. Do not ever send yourself. Sit down and ask God, what do you want me to do? Am I ready to go out and do the work that you have called me to do? Is my heart in place with yours? Is my heart in tune with yours? Is my heart in tune with your word? Ask God to prepare you for where you need to because your calling is very, very personal. Your husband won't hear it for you. Your children won't hear it for you. Your mother and father won't hear it for you. But it is very, very personal to you. So today, if you can feel the call of God in your life, ask him, where do you want me to go? Answer and tell him, yes, Lord, here am I. Send me and I will go. Make sure you go. Don't just say send me. <laughs> Make sure that you will go and go to where he sends you. Some places it's not very, it's not such a nice place to be sent in certain places. And especially when probably you've been involved in, in, in you know, those happy, happy stuffs with your friends. And then now you're the one who's going to take them the message of the Lord. <laughs> be at ease when God sends you to be that person and take it as a privilege. Take it as an honor. God doesn't just use anyone. He uses someone who is willing. He uses someone who knows 
he can he can take over who they are so that he can they can pass forward his word whatever god decides to do with whatever he has sent you do not feel discouraged when god uh, works out what he has sent you to do in a different way like how you had intended it to be he knows you're human you will get disappointed he knows you will get greatly displeased and become angry <laughs> but remember the word i want to believe that the vine that god had put over jonah's head i want you to look at it as the word of god you have not uh you have not made the word of god tend you have not tended the word of god you have not make it, made it grow you know so why are you complaining about what he decides to do with his word it is his word let him do whatever he wants to do with it so obey go forth and say send me here am i send me i will go lord do not let it be that it's about you now let it be about god and what he is saying allow him to use you as a vessel and i pray if you're hearing that call of god please accept it if you're not so sure what's going on if you're not so sure if you're being called if you're not sure if you're if you're willing or if you want to be ready or if you want to do this or if you have concerns of what is making you not go forth please just send me a dm find me on my socials talk to me and tell me lydia i am so scared most of us were so scared at first <laughs> sometimes you go to bed you close your eyes you're just hearing god telling you this and this and this and you're like oh god please can i sleep <laughs> but there are days when he tells you my dear daughter my dear son tonight is just you and i because whatever i'm putting in your spirit i need people to hear it so just be willing be willing i know most people will say oh it's being brainwashed or oh, you're being used as a marionette but let me tell you being a marionette for the gospel of christ being a marionette for god that he's controlling me the way he wants being a glove to be used of god or to be made functional by jesus christ to be made functional by god and to be made functional by the holy spirit any day if i look back at my life and where i was before i was being used of god and i actually obeyed ah, my brothers and sisters I wouldn't go back there. It's a good place to be. It's an amazing place to be. I know sometimes you might say, but I have a day job. I have this and this. Even at your day job, you can do the work of God where he has sent you to go. You can do it from wherever it is that you are. To the cab guy, to someone in the matatu, to someone at your workplace, as we said at the beginning, everywhere where you are, you have an opportunity to do the work that God has sent you to do. You just need to obey and tell him, here am I, send me and I will go. Hallelujah. I want to pray with someone, uh, probably, or maybe with people, or to pray with all of us. For someone who's probably feeling that the call of God is very strong in their lives and they don't know how to start. They don't know where to go. And if that's you, please don't hesitate to look for me on my socials. To just talk to me and let me know if there's a way we can help each other, the way, if there's a way we can pray with you. But uh, uh, hey, today those words are going but allow me to pray with you allow me to pray with you allow me to believe with you so that god can reveal to you what you need to you know uh do in this life let us bow our heads in prayer lord we thank you for your word thank you for you know entrusting it on me to just tell people out here about how you want to use them in every way wherever it is that they are and there's someone out here who's just wondering is this really a call from you lord i pray that father lord in your own mighty ways in your own amazing ways oh god you will appear to them and make it clear for them that they may uh, send your word forth and that they may be used of you oh god that they will allow your holy spirit to be in them that he may use 
use them in every single way, Jehovah God. Make it clear for them. Let them know that whenever they've been called by you, O God, you have a good intention for their lives. You have a good intention for the audience you have sent them to, O God. That they are fully equipped. That they have everything that they need, O God. Remove any fear from anyone right now who's feeling inadequate, who's feeling guilty, who's feeling unclean, Jehovah God. I pray that you're going to remove every other excuse in their lives. And I pray that, Father Lord, you will help them be willing, O God. Show them the things that they need to do, O God, to get closer to you. Show them the things that they need to do so that they can stop feeling inadequate, Jehovah God. I pray that they shall be sent of you, O God, as you have told us in your word, O God. It is time for a harvest, O God, and the laborers are few, O God. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few, Jehovah God. I pray that you will add to them that spirit to know that they need to be among the people who are in the laborers in the field, oh God, I pray that you will send them to do what you have called them to do, that they may help the other few laborers in the field with the harvest, Jehovah God. Give them that spirit to do what you have called them to do. Give them strength. Give them power. Give them boldness. Give them confidence. Give them courage to get out of wherever that is making them not do what you have called them to do. Let them awake. Stir up their spirits, Jehovah God. I pray that you will fill them with your Holy Spirit. Move them, Jehovah God, and I pray that they will do the work that you have called them to do. For them that have not had your calling in their lives, either because of disobedience or they just don't know how your voice sounds like, Jehovah God, I am praying that, Father Lord, you will open their hearts to what you want them to do. You will open their hearts to your call. You will destroy any powers of the evil one in their lives that is keeping them from obeying you because we know <laughs> that the evil doesn't want any more laborers in your field, oh God. But I pray that, Father Lord, you will release your power in them. You will release your Holy Spirit on them. Is if, if there's any disobedience in their hearts, if there's any doubt in their hearts, Jehovah God, get rid of them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And for them who've already taken up the call, I'm praying for that same strength. I'm praying for your Holy Spirit in their lives, oh God, that they will send out the word that you have sent them to do, that you will send that, them out, oh God, to be responsible ministers as Jehovah God, that they will tell your people what you want them to hear and not what is favorable to your people, O God. Be it a message of good things, be it a message of doom, be it a message of repentance, Jehovah God, I pray that you will give us the bold power to send forth what you have asked us to do, not to please ourselves or to please people or for likes or for show or for whatever it is that it will be, O God. Let it be to please you. Let it be to add people into your kingdom, O God, so that that on the day when you come back, oh God, we shall go back with you, Jehovah God, and that we shall see your salvation, that we shall see heaven, we shall walk on the streets of gold, Jehovah God. I pray that you will make us obedient to you and not do what we want to do, oh God. Let it never be about us, oh God. I pray that you will turn our hearts to you. I pray that you will turn our focus to you, Jehovah God. That we shall learn from you. We shall sit at your feet and we shall understand that we have nothing to tell anyone, Lord, if we have not sat at your feet, Jesus, oh God. Turn our hearts to you. Bring our hearts back to you, oh God. I pray that even, Father Lord, if there's anything in our hearts that needs to be exposed that is keeping us from doing your work well, oh 
God. Expose it, Jesus, oh God. And let us be willing to do what you want us to do. Let us be willing to confess. Let us be willing to repent. Let us be willing to be cleansed, oh God. We are people of unclean lips, Jehovah God. But you will clean us from the guilt. You will clean us from the sin, oh God. And I know that you will make us sanctified to do your work, oh God. Clean up every place in this country where your work has been sent, oh God. Clean up every person who has been given the mandate to speak your word on this earth, Jehovah God, that they will transmit the word to the people that you want them to hear, that they will not use your calling for their own benefit. But let them know that this calling is for the benefit of those that you want to benefit from your word, Jehovah God. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Do not take us away from your presence, Jehovah God. And I pray that we shall be obedient to do what you have called us to do. We give you all glory and we give you all honor, O God. It is a privilege to work for you, O God, and I pray that we shall always see that and we shall never take it for granted. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us. Be there anyone among us who's not born again and who's wondering what is this conversation about? What are these people talking about? Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is God? Who is Jesus Christ? God is your father. Jesus Christ is your brother and he came and died for your sins so that you can be able to live an eternal life with God. The Holy Spirit is your comforter. The one that Jesus left us with on earth when he went back to sit at the right hand of the father. He's the Holy Spirit in us. He's the Holy Spirit with us. He's the Holy Spirit on us. And He's your comforter. If you're just wondering what's all these things about salvation, Jesus wants you to believe that He is the Son of God, that He came and died for your sins and He made you clean. If you want to be born again, if you can feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit in your heart, asking you to know Jesus more, asking you to receive salvation, I'd like you to say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I give you thanks. Thank you for creating me. Thanking for, thank you for bringing me at a time like this. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ to die for my sins. Thank you for the gift of salvation in my life. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for loving me even in my filthy state. Thank you for everything that you have been in my life. I pray that you will take away the guilt, that you will take away the unpleasantness that flows from my heart, O God. And I pray that you will make me just like you. And even on the last day, you will take me home with you, O God. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for cleaning me and I want to believe in the power of the cross. I pray that you will make me just like you are and I pray that you will cleanse me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit today and let me know what your word is about. Let me dig deeper in your word. Give me a hunger and a thirst for you. Give me a hunger and a thirst for your word that even when you save me, oh God, I will speak about your word to other people. Let me be a portal to all the friends who are not born again to know you. Let me, let me be a place for people to know more about you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Write my book in the book of write my name in the book of life. And I pray that I shall live in your words. Give me a good church. Give me a good mentor. And I pray that Father Lord, they shall be directed by you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray and believe. Amen and amen. Oh yeah, today I have to I told myself, oh no, today we're just going to keep this podcast at 15 minutes. We won't get to the 40 minutes we go to but here we are at 38 minutes and 32 seconds 33 seconds 
<laughs> but we thank God in all. If there's anyone who's meant to hear this word, they've heard it. And God is going to send you forth. So do not harden your hearts like the children of Israel did. And then they went around the mountain for how many years? They went around and around and around. By the time they were seeing Canaan, <laughs> I don't think... The, 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 the first generation was there? I don't know. Let me not teach that because I'm, I haven't done any research on it. But don't allow yourself to go around that mountain. Perhaps your prayer, the prayer that you have been making is God sending you out to do something and that's where your prayer is supposed to be answered. You know, God doesn't want to answer your prayer away from his calling and probably that's where he wants you to be. So obey, obey. When God comes and asks, whom shall we send? Say, Lord, I am here. Send me and I will go. So make sure that after you're sent, you go. Hallelujah, blessed name. Blessed be the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, I'm so happy that I'm back. And yeah, we shall see you on another Wednesday or another day that I will announce. So God be with you. God keep you. God love on you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and may he give you peace. And I wish you more of God's grace, love, and light. <laughs>